Sammy. And this is the Holistic Heart Podcast, the place for all things therapy and mental health. We know navigating the human experience can be as challenging as it is beautiful. So we wanted to create a space where we can dive deep into self-exploration, normalize the struggle, and hold space for hard topics and conversations. We are so excited to have you join us on this journey. Welcome to the Holistic Heart Podcast. I'm Kristen and I'm here with Sammy. Hello, everyone. And we are talking, finally talking, Sammy, about (laughs) our favorite topic. Actually, I think we have a couple of those. I think self-awareness is on that list too. But one of our favorite topics, the both and. So talking about uh, duality, maybe pull poles, uh, the different poles, (laughs) and what it means, what we mean when we're talking about the both and that we reference so very often, um, and that we keep talking about doing an episode on. So we were like, all right, let's just sit down and get this done. And full disclaimer, as you might already be able to tell, I'm a little under the weather today. I'm actually, (laughs) if you can hear it in my, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. Um, but I'm coming out the other side of, of, being sick. So I am actually at that stage where I'm feeling a little better and sounding a little worse. So I I promise I'm able to do this today, but um, you all might be able to hear it in my voice. So for that, I apologize. (laughs) I really don't think you can hear it too much, but I'm still sending you so much healing energy your way. I miss seeing you in person, even though we always record this over zoom, we're like not actually in the same place today. (laughs) I know. I know. It's weird to be like, even though so much is happening virtually now and it's like, there's that benefit of like, I, I, you know, can do a lot of the things that I need to do still. Um, but I have not been able to be there in person. That has been different. It's also been really strange for me to, I took a few days just completely off and that was really strange. That's not something that I do really often either. <laughs> so It's not, I can, I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I'm like, quote, unquote, on vacation, I'm like, you know, always thinking of ideas and I just, I really love what I do. So I think that's a good thing, but it's been yeah. really different to have a few days of just like, I really needed to rest. So letting myself take those days. Let that be an invitation to anyone who might be struggling with inviting themselves to take time. It really is. It's different. And it's also really, really necessary and helpful. It's totally necessary. And I actually am going to just insert our first example of the both and um, and the duality, I think, of being sick and how that kind of presents the opportunity to lean into like, I mean, being sick is never fun. I don't personally think it's literally ever fun. But there's that element of being able to like, okay, you have this excuse, quote unquote, to um, turn off or to kind of um, turn inwards. And I want to say maybe not an excuse. Sometimes there's just no option but to do that, whether you want to be doing that or not. But I also think sometimes it's that communication that our body is like, stop, like you have no other option. So it's the both and of this is really shitty and it sucks and it's not what I want to be doing. And also I'm able to really immerse myself in this rest, which other parts of your body and your whole being also need. 
I'm going to be so bold as to say I know you personally <laughs> are benefiting from that. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I love that you like went in strong with an example right off the bat because it's like this is what we talk about it so often because we live it. It's like literally everything um, all the time, you know, so, so many things um, are part of this dynamic of the both and. And I think, you know, thank you for highlighting that because I'm sure that's also an example that a lot of our listeners can relate to, whether or not they're happen to be sick. Although I know like a lot of people are getting sick right now. I feel yeah. like um, we're hearing about a lot of, you know, clients are canceling, a lot of our providers are sick. So um, I know that stuff's going around, but even if it's not that you're sick, if you're just the kind of person that has a hard time taking a break or giving yourself permission to rest. Or um, I know when I talk to clients, a lot of times there's that, there's like a flip side to the both and of like a n- neither nor, like I'm I'm relaxing, like I'm not doing um, like the things that quote unquote I should be doing, but I'm also not doing anything quote unquote relaxing, right? Like, so I, I feel like I'm not being productive enough or, or taking advantage enough of the time that I have, which whether it's, I'm so I'm not doing the thing that's like worrying me, but I'm also like, I'm like doom scrolling on TikTok or something, right? Like I'm not like doing anything that feels really rejuvenating or restorative either. And so that to me is like a flip side of the both. And it's like, well, what is our body trying to tell us in that moment where I'm like, if this is what I'm doing, and this like goes back to our conversation in the last podcast about values is like, if this is what I'm doing, then what does that tell me about what I might need to be doing? Even yeah. if it's not what I'm like telling myself I quote unquote should do in this moment. So I don't know if you have that come up with clients, but I hear it a lot. Oh yeah. Well, and that makes me think like, yes, I hear that come up all the time. I hear it come up. I feel it come up in my own experience yeah, in life. <laughs> And I also like, it makes me think of like when you hear the both and that to me that it's still kind of like referring to a binary or duality. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's, it's the way that we're describing it. Right. But like, we're also looking at it's plurality. There's so many things that can be true at the same time. Yes. Oh my God, Sammy. I love, love because, and that's like what we're talking about when we're talking about holism, right. It's like, inclusivity it's all the things it's not you're absolutely right when we're saying both and it sounds like a binary it sounds like it's one or the other and sometimes a lot of times we language things that way because that's how we're conditioned to language things it's like oh it's hot or it's cold or it's this or it's that um and we have or you know in the more uh you know, sort of gray areas, like I'm happy or I'm sad. And it's like, well, how many times have you been both happy and sad? And, and a lot of other things also to your point, right? Not just uh, this, these two things, but multiplicity. And that's something I think we've talked about in other episodes, also multiplicity of mind and how the psyche is actually plural and all this good stuff. So eating to, I think the value in having this conversation today there's always value. Um, And I think one of the things that's valuable about it is giving ourselves space for the entirety of ourselves to exist, for there to be dimensionality, to be 
contradiction within oneself and have both still be true um, and to give ourselves permission to not have to oversimplify or dramatically reduce um, I think we've got we've gotten to a place culturally that's very reductionistic and sort of stays fragmented as opposed to coming back to the whole um, and I think that's something we can talk about with the both and as well mm -hmm. um, so so important to recognize that we have all these parts and that they all go together and that they don't um they coexist I guess yes the coexistence piece and like when we say both and it doesn't mean that we like have to even identify what the both and is it's like just recognizing and to me I think of like it's it's recognizing and honoring, oh, it's this and this and this, or like, it could be this, or my experience is this and this and not, oh, I have to fit it into to one box or another. But it's also like, of course, we feel that way. That's how we're taught. That's how we're conditioned. I also think there's kind of this like, I mean, we're taught to compare and contrast things from the time that we're born. And so it's really challenging when it comes to some of these other more like abstract experiences that we just start to like, not start to, we just initially um, experience from this, for, like through the lens of this binary or this um, uh, like needing to always define. So to me, when I experience the both and both from um, maybe when I say this to myself, but also when I share it, um, with clients or with other people, it's that how can we just hold space for all that is, like you said, that truly holistic experience and honor and acknowledge the coexistence within that space. And I love using the both and in sessions with people and in my own personal work, because I think it's just such a healing reminder that we don't have to choose and that things don't have to be only one dimensional. And so similar like to what we were talking about, I think it was, I don't even know what podcast episode, if it was last one or not, when we were talking about parents. Oh, the inner child one. Okay. So that, that was a couple episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Why were we talking about parents? Um, so they all kind of blend together at a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> but when we were talking about that, a parent can both have done absolutely the best they knew how to do and also not met the needs that you had in that moment, that both can be true, that combats this idea of oversimplification of like what you talked about, Sammy, in that episode and a little bit today of comparison that we're trained to do of like, well, if I didn't have this, then it must be, or blaming, right? Like it, if I didn't have this, it must be someone's fault. It's like, it doesn't have to must be someone's fault. It might, you know, it can be someone did the best they could and it wasn't what you needed, both of those things. And so I think it, it soothes something and it de-escalates something. It's like, oh, so my experience is valid and this other person's experience is also valid and they don't take away from each other. But looking at them together, they do paint a picture of what happened here, right? And um, I think we can, I mean, I have so many other examples that are coming to mind of things that are where this is like a healing offering, a healing lens or worldview to look through and see. Like, for example, one of the things I'm thinking of is um, imposter syndrome, I feel like is super rampant. Like a lot of people feel like, oh, who am I to be doing X, Y, or Z, right? And like, 
but it can be true that I don't know everything there is to know about this and I'm still learning. And it can also be true that I have something of value to offer others. And a lot of times we get into this oversimplification place. I think it comes a little bit from from our educational system, uh, from like being told to simplify, to clarify, to drill it down, to define, you know? Um, And so I think we get to this place of like, if it's this, so if I don't know everything there is to know, then I must not know enough, right? And like that, being able to open that up to, I don't know there everything there is to know, but I do know some things and the things that I know have value, is like, okay, I don't then have to either position myself as just because I have some things that I know that have value doesn't mean I have to pretend to myself that I'm some kind of expert with nothing new to learn. I can be honest with myself in an authentic space about where I really am and I can share from that space and I don't have to be more or less than I am. And I think that's such a beautiful like permission that often... I hear the trip up in people's thinking when they're talking to me, like they don't even consider that option. Right. And I also understand why this can be a challenging like concept to adopt or even apply to your experience because it is so working so much against the grain of the conditioning. Like I think of we are, we operate in this, like this or that. And when it's like this and that, but then there can be that, like, well, then what the fuck, where do I go? What do I do? It can feel like there's this, like, okay, if it's everything, then where do we find direction in that? And it can feel really confusing and disorienting. And that's, I, I still, and again, I'm going to speak from my own experience and like my relationship to this concept of the both and, but I find it as like a grounding piece. Again, even though this is still like the confusion of it, it's just building on like, yes. And that's a part of the experience as well. The confusion is? The confusion. Yeah. The, yeah. the honoring of that. The like, oh, okay. And and I think it's, it's cool to be able to say like yeah it, we don't have to say the, the both band is not to be like so feel so much better about this because it's all here it's just as like I look at it as this like anchor kind of thing where it's just like this grounding centering okay yep that's here that doesn't mean that it makes it easier mm-hmm. yeah and what I really hear you saying that I love is complexity right? Like you're talking about complexity. The world is a complex place. Humans are complex beings. And so sometimes it might feel expansive to say both and, and sometimes it might feel like just swimming in a puddle of mud, like, oh, okay. So all of these fucking things are here. Like, how does that help me? Right? Like, and I get that. And also, yes, (laughs) like you're saying like, yeah, the confusion is part of it. Yeah. All of these things are here. And so how do we learn I think there was a period of time where it was beneficial to learn to break things down and understand the parts. And I think that's still beneficial, but I think to a large degree, our thinking has stayed there. It's like broken down parts and just we're seeing things through silos of like, as if they're independent of each other. And it's helpful to follow one thing down the rabbit hole, if you will, to get a really deep inner understanding of that one thing, but it's never operating in a vacuum. So if we don't come back to the whole and we don't bring that back to all the other things that it's connected to and coexisting with, then we are not interacting with it in truth. 
we're interacting it in a in a flat way, right? Like in a superficial way. That's not the complexity that is really, and I think the world is getting more and more complex. And so we have to increase our ability to meet complexity. And so it's like when that confusion comes up and it's uncomfortable, it's like, yeah, how do I want to be with, and we might not know, how do I be with this? And this is an opportunity to practice that, to meet that, to learn that, um, and maybe fail at that and not do too well and learn through that. Right. And, but it is, I think what I love about it is it feels really honest. It feels really real. It's no, we're not trying to make something, something that it's not so that we feel more comfortable with it. I totally agree I'm taken to this Kristen has a really if you've worked with her maybe you you have seen this or maybe you've even heard it I've heard you say this today already but you have such a beautiful way of and I you don't say the both and in this but I feel you embodying it when you're talking about this is hard but this is good and this is hard and it's just like yeah yeah just that like there's an acceptance of it and then not like accepting and like oh this feels good it's like yeah that is it. But being able to name it. And that's what the both and does to name it and hold space and honor. Like, yep, yeah, yep, it is. It's confusing. And it's wonderful. And it's excruciating. And it's all of these things. And we've spoken to this before, too. But um, as you were talking, it was making me think of how complex emotions are and just the experience of emotions and how it is not just normal, but probably happening more often than not that you're experiencing multiple emotions at the same time. And so, and like multiple emotional experiences happening simultaneously. And I talk to clients and just people in general, and certainly experience this myself as a fellow human, where when you're experiencing, it can feel like, how can I be happy and sad at the same time? I, it can only be one about this particular experience, or how can I be excited for this, but also maybe um, anxious for it or agitated around it at the same time and feeling like we have to choose or it's like I'm doing something wrong because I'm feeling this and this versus like it's the both and being able to lean into that from an emotional perspective I think is really important too yeah it is incredibly important and I think that the value or why not the value really the where this is relatable is that we've all lived it like we've all lived it and even if our minds can't wrap their, themselves around that we could be happy and sad at the same time. Our hearts have absolutely felt it. They've absolutely experienced it. So even if conceptually we're like, wait, this doesn't make sense. That's because we were taught something that doesn't make sense. It's not because it's the nature of our experience. And that's why I think this is such a valuable thing to talk about because it is the both and is the nature of our experience. We have felt it. Like, any um, any new development, any new growth or shift or change in your life often comes with like some positives and some sadnesses, right? Like if you get a new job or you move to a new house or, you know, you make a new friend relationship, there's like, there's really beautiful things that open up and there's excitement. And then there's also, there's feelings of loss around whatever you're leaving, whatever you're transitioning away from even if it's a good shift, we feel both. And that's just like a really small example. We deal with this in a lot of different complex ways. Yes. I feel like my inner child felt that just now when you were like, you were taught it like in this way. That doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It's that like, 
Oh, the, the ability to just take, like, I'm literally talking about this with you in this conversation and just hearing that validation of like that little bit of weight of like, oh, right. Like, oh, right. Of course I'm operating in this way because it's what's been taught, but my maybe desire or inkling to interact with that in a different way doesn't mean that I'm the one doing something wrong. It's like, maybe it was maladaptive or ineffective or unhealthy in the way in which it was taught to me. And I think that's such an important reminder just for things in general, but specifically when we're talking about this through the lens of the both and. Yeah. And something that we don't get taught enough or encouraged often enough, I think, and that really good therapists do and and I'm grateful to have a team of therapists that work this way is encouraging questioning those things right like of like well if what I was taught is different than my experience of it then how do I start to think critically about the reality of my experience and give and and perhaps (laughs) perhaps it wasn't me that had it wrong right like and I think we're we're so often looking through the lens of like what did I how am I not doing this correctly or what am I, what do I need to fix or shift? And it it could absolutely be the cult. It absolutely is the culture that needs to shift in a lot of cases. That kind of makes me think of reflecting on our conversation about values. And we're looking at it from a, like a a bit of a shifted perspective, but, but I think it is that like recognizing how am I operating in something that maybe is against my values, but it's just so habitual based upon my conditioning And, or how can, like, how am I um, operating in my values? And it just feels wrong because it's against what I've been taught. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't even have anything like substantial to add to that. It's just like, yeah, mic drop. It's true. How do we give ourselves permission to just look at what we've been taught and think critically about it and not just take it, you know, and, and ask ourselves, well, what makes sense for me? And how does this weigh against my own lived experience of this? And not that we don't have anything to learn from others. Of course we do, you know, and, but being able to, to balance again, the both and my experience is valid. Others' experiences are valid. How do I hold these things together and meet them in a complex way that, that allows them all to be true. I think this is another place where the both end is so valuable is in interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. So like knowing that like you can be right and I can be right and we can both be right and be on very different pages about something and both have really, really valid points and being willing to hold that. It First of all, it's super fucking hard. Let's just be honest and well, say like- I was going to say, I think like, this is perhaps- the hardest element of accepting the both and is the truth of that other thing that you're saying right now yes like because we're taught it's like we want to know like I'm right I want to be right which means you must be wrong correct right like yes exactly (laughs) and so but and even though that feels I'm gonna say I feel like that feels satisfying in the short term like haha I'm right you're wrong that feels satisfying um but in the long term, it really doesn't feel good. It's like, okay, but I don't want you to be wrong. I want you to get me. I want it, I want to matter to you. I want to feel connected. I don't want it, this, this like, I'm right, you're wrong, feels like a wedge. It feels like it draws a gap between you and me. And even though I'm like, I might have this little self-satisfied moment 
um, it doesn't feel fulfilling really in any mm-hmm. kind of long-term way. Whereas the both and of like, I have a point and you have a point and we can be coming from our own respective places and it can be right for us. Like I can be right for me and you can be right for you and it can look really different. That's a lot harder and it does not feel immediately satisfying. It feels very annoying uh, to me. (laughs) But at the same time, long-term to know, well, we're both, we're both coming to this with our whole selves and we're we are both trying hard and it's it's relevant for both of us because of these reasons actually feels a lot more connective and a lot more collaborative and a lot less separating mm-hmm. well and I also think it's important to like validate what you've been doing that this is that is really hard and that can be extra hard to do in the moment I think yeah. uh, like acknowledging the both and oftentimes happens um, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So in a reflection, reflective state. And if that's where you're starting it, because I know I preach this all the time, and I know I am not necessarily looking at the both and in that moment when someone's not agreeing with me, and I just want to be right. And yeah, that gratification, that instant moment of like, mm-hmm, see, and then it's the like five minutes later, or you know, a couple hours later when you're like, oh, well. <laughs> Hmm. There's that. Mm -hmm. And practicing the compassion of, okay, well, how can I, how can I, um, identify the both and here, or it's even like, yeah, okay. So it feels great to be right. Maybe in that moment, but how does it feel now? How does that relationship dynamic feel based Mm -hmm. upon that? Or how do you feel within that? Because it's in, in that moment, it feels great, but it's like, how does that then um, I like to say like percolate with you and move forward. And that's where like, if you're, when you start to notice that looking at the both and even if it's like, this doesn't mean that you have to agree in an interpersonal space with the other person. It doesn't have to mean that you agree with what you say and with what they say. It's just that both of these are true. They feel this way. You feel this way. Yeah. yeah and it doesn't mean that like, you're now wrong because you are allowing space for the other person's position to be valid as well. And it, but I think it can help us with perspective taking. This is something that happens um, when I do couples work, I'll notice like, well, given one person's life experiences and history, it makes total sense why their worldview, they're seeing this as this. And then given the partner's life experiences in history, they're seeing it a different way, but they're both coming to it and seeing what makes a lot of sense for them to see. And that doesn't make anybody right, wrong, good or bad. But a lot of times those things are different from each other. And we can get in this place where we're like opposing, right? It's like you or me. And we have this, um, you know, we even call it like we call it fights, like I'm fighting, we're fighting, right? Like, and so it feels like a battle, it feels like me against you. And I always, you know, invite my couples to try to get on the same side against the problem, right? Like, it's like, okay, so you and me, we're over here, we're going to go from facing each other to side by side, facing this miscommunication or facing, because we want to assume that like, people that love each other that we're bringing our our fullest selves as best as we're able and so how do we be there and try to hold space for our own experience and the experience of others without you know I find like sometimes again people will go flip-flop it's either you're 
your experience or mine. So it's like, if it's me, then you need to just get where I'm coming from and be done with it. Or Mm -hmm. you're right. And I need to, you know, like, I need to rethink everything and I must be completely wrong. And, and that is so, it's so rare for that to be the case that someone is genuinely just objectively wrong, that there's nothing that you could see that's both, both right and wrong about everyone's perspective. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's so much nuance around us all the time. So, so many places where we can practice the both and then. So many. I know I keep filtering through like, oh, and then there's this and then there's this and then there's this, which I think could lead us on like, perhaps there are more episodes that we can do about this um, concept through the lens of kind of thinking about other things too. But I really do, I think kind of, um, perhaps it's pressing pause on this conversation for a future time or just for today ending with the interpersonal piece, I think is really helpful because it to me it gives a little bit of tangibility to what this practice is yeah yeah and it is also an opportunity for it to be very enriching in your life right away because when we make more space for others without making that space at the sacrifice of ourselves so when we keep ourselves in the picture and invite others into the picture with us that's an incredibly enriching experience and practice. So I would invite you to the best of your ability to practice that or try that this week. And offer yourself the both and, and the compassion of, um, and like the gentleness as you approach this practice, because it is hard. It's, this isn't like a, a bandaid or something. It's just like, it's honoring the space for all that you're experiencing. Oh yeah. And it's a worldview, right? Like it's like a lens to see things through as opposed to like, you know, a quick, like you said, bandaid or a a way to like do something or other. It's more like the way it's practicing seeing a little bit differently It's practicing your perspective or your gaze to be this both and rather than a fragmenting kind of gaze. So it's, it's definitely practice. It's not a, a quick thing, but it can be so, so very fulfilling. So I think we're probably not done talking about this, but we're done talking about it for today. It sounds like. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I don't think we'll ever be done talking about this. This is not the end of hearing about the both and as I'm sure, you know, if you've listened to literally any other of our episodes. (laughs) And isn't that fun? Like that it's so fun that like you would not be done talking about something that you could talk about it, you know, um, on and on and still learn new things. So. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. I am going to go take a nap. <laughs> In the spirit of rest. rest. <laughs> but thank you, Sammy, as always, for a very meaningful conversation. And we'll talk to everyone next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.